Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, July 27th of 2021. And I think I'm officially ready to say starting tomorrow, things might calm down. Maybe. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but it seems likely um, because there aren't a ton of things scheduled for tomorrow. There are some for sure. But, like, not a ton. The Euros are coming to a close. Um, the Olympics haven't started yet. You know, we've got, we've got some time, I think. Um, I'm still going to go ahead and do an episode tomorrow just to finish out the week the way we have been. Um, and then we'll play next week by ear because that's where we're at. Um... And I know next week, at least Monday's episode, or the episode you hear on Monday that I record on Sunday, will have a couple things in it, um, including the Euro final. So it'll have a few things in there. Um, but today, I want to start this episode by talking about the Euro semifinals, which were played over the past couple of days, um, mostly in relation to the Royals. In attendance, but also like my sad, broken heart that Spain lost yesterday. Um, yeah, it was sad for me. I was really like, I was a Spain fan. Uh, so now I'm pretty neutral. I did really want Denmark to win today, but they did not either. So in Italy versus England, I'm still going to root for England because they're the monarchy, but that is pretty much the only reason why. So, uh, anyway, that's been my journey. Yes, I'm going to watch the final because I have watched every single game with a monarch, monarchy country in it so far. So why would I not? Uh, that's not true. I didn't watch all of the, like, group, mad, group day matches. Like, I didn't watch all of those. Uh, I watched all of Spain's and that was about it. And then I've watched every single game since then, I think. At least the ones that had a monarchy in them. So, yeah. Um, so today was the semifinal between England and Denmark. And we had all the royals. No, not all of them, but like a lot of them. Um, so Crown Prince Frederick was there. Crown Princess Mary was there. Prince Christian was there. And then the Duke of Cambridge was there. Sadly, the Duke of Cambridge did not bring any of his children. Um, but that's okay. Uh, so anyway, I think, like, they're in their last week of school. And it's a Wednesday night. So, like, fair enough. Um, I fully want him to bring at least one child on Sunday as long as he comes. Um, so we also got the first in-person, like, royal reunion or royals meeting up. Uh, since January of 2020, by the way, not of 2021, of 2020, um, I think. 
I've been trying to like go through and think about this and we've had a lot of video calls between the Scandinavians, but I don't think anyone has seen each other in person since the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, which was in Jan late January of 2020. I'm really trying to think, but I think this is the first one. Um, I'll probably go back and like look through my archives, but I'm pretty certain. So that was exciting in and of itself. Um, again, very sad that Denmark lost. Uh, they just had, but kudos to them. Uh, they played through some extraordinary circumstances. So um, that was really wonderful. And I... <laughs> I just, I loved that they were able to be there. Um, I wasn't sure if, like, Denmark had any weird restrictions about quarantining when you got back or anything like that, but it seems like maybe not because there were a lot of Danish fans. Um, so, yay for that. Um, so that was the Euros. Uh, and like I said, we'll talk about it presumably, well, we'll talk about it either way, but presumably I expect William to be there on Sunday, um, with any number of his children would be also fine with me, um, but I at least expect him. So we'll talk about it in that context. But anyway, that is what was going on, uh, with the Euros. So now let's move on to the rest of the events for the British royal family. Today in the UK, it was Wales Week, day three for the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall. Today is the first day they took on engagements together, which was good for me because it made it easier to talk about. Um, so today they, this is yesterday's outline. Sorry, I just had to take like a 10 minute break from recording because my dog apparently needed to go outside still. So now I'm back, I'm a little out of breath. Um, okay, so today, they started their day by visiting the uh, land, land tricent, land tricent. Here's the thing about Wales. They have some Welsh names for their towns, which is totally fine and totally acceptable in how it should be. I don't speak Welsh. English and Spanish. And it's not that I'm not above learning Welsh. It's just, it's not going to happen. So sometimes I'm going to mis mispronounce words. Uh, I will mispronounce words in every language that I don't speak. And sometimes I mispronounce words in English and Spanish too. That's mostly just uh, a mistake, not a lack of knowledge. Um, but sometimes it's just truly, I don't know how to pronounce a word. So... Anyway, um, they visited this center that was 
renovated and restored around 2010 and now serves as the main activity hub for the city of Lantricent. Um, they also together visited the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama, uh, where they were able to meet with students as well as um, receive a couple of performances. Um, so that was really cool. Then they split off into separate engagements. The Prince of Wales visited a hospital that hosts the Macmillan Cancer Support Palliative Unit, um, which Charles is the patron of Macmillan Cancer Support, um, and that he visited the way this organization has made a palliative unit for uh, care for people in the final stages of their life. Um, and then the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Lanrick Vineyard, um, and apparently the Duchess of Cornwall is president of Wines Great Britain, um, and so she got to, like, hang out in a vineyard and drink some wine this afternoon. Um, I think that's lovely. Um, super fancy kind of afternoon, if you ask me. Um, I don't know, it just... I love what I'm learning is what kind of events I like now that we're having some kind of normal engagements again. And I'm loving the outside things that show off the various countries. Um, so with, you know, with Norway, I've loved kind of them going everywhere and then I can see the, the beauty that is Norway and the fjords and just all of it. Like, I love that. Um, and then with Wales Week and what I'm sure will become Cornwall Week at some point, I don't know when that happens, um, just getting to see the different um, landscapes and touristy things in those countries is really, really fun for me. So I'm really loving that. Um, it's what I loved about the Spain tour as well and what I'm looking forward to with the upcoming Swedish tour because they're finally going back on tour, um, back on this tour where they're visiting all the different counties in Sweden. Um, they announced the dates and everything. Uh, I think it starts towards the end of August and I'm very excited. I was so excited about it last year and then I think we made it through maybe two or three um, and then the pandemic kind of swung upwards again, and because of Sweden's reaction, like, it was really intense for Sweden. So, um, I'm hopeful that this time we can go through. I'll cover it the same way I covered the first th three, um, so that includes I covered, um, Prince Carl Philip and Princess Sophia had one in Sweden. This is so off topic, but, like, I'll cover that for them uh, the same way. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to that. And it's kind of what I love about like Scotland week last week, Wales week this week. Um, I'm just loving seeing the different parts of the UK. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on today, public facing in the UK. So now let's take a quick peek at the court circular. I am being surrounded by my pets at the moment. They are very needy today. Um, so it does look like Queen Elizabeth today received uh, new credentials 
uh, via video link from the new ambassador uh, from Israel and from China. Yep, okay, so that, um, those happened. They didn't, to my knowledge, they didn't release any photos or anything of that nature of those. Um, but this has been kind of an ongoing thing, so maybe they've just decided to stop releasing all the pictures. Um, or maybe they'll release them, like, at the end of the week as, like, a roundup or something. Um, so anyway, then we go to Clarence House. I'm just seeing if there's anything on here that we did not talk about. It looks like I got the order wrong in, of events. Uh, they went to the Welsh College of Music and Drama first and then to Guildhall second. Um, but that's okay. And then we have the Duke of Cambridge present at the uh, Euro 2020 semifinal match between England and Denmark at Wembley Stadium. And that is it for our events today. So most of it I talked about, but the addition of the ambassadors is in there as well. Um, we are, there is, we already talked about Denmark um, at the beginning. So we're not, there are no additional events to talk about in the Danish royal family. So with that, we are moving on to the Dutch royal family. day three of the state visit to Germany by King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima and various Dutch government officials. I just realized that I never really talked about that. Um, and I don't think I have talked about it thus far with any of the two outgoing state visits that I have talked about. Uh, technically three. I give myself a lot of slack for that first one because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I'm still giving myself a lot of grace because, like, we've had two. Um, and so the state visit, even though, yes, in my world, I talk about it in context of what the royals do, um, there are, like, government officials who also go on the state visit. So typically the foreign minister will go and then various other ministers in relation to some of the things they are seeing. So... The today, um, they had events with the science minister who was also at some of the events yesterday, um, as well as some others, but that's the like key one that stands out. Um, but I just wanted to like address that, like, yes, obviously, I only talk about King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima because this is a podcast about royal families, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like that, it is uh, that's the primary focus. But I'm a person who has other interests, so I talk about them. Um, and so I just wanted to mention that, like, hey, they're not just, like, the only people doing this. Um, there are government officials, too. And maybe people know that's how state visits work. I did not. Um, up until fairly recently, I did not know that that's how state visits worked. So just throwing that out there. Uh, there are various other government officials on this visit as well. 
Um, so today started out a little sad. Um, and I didn't really know how to talk about this last night, so I'm choosing to talk about it today um, because I've had some time to think about what to say. Um, and so last night in Amsterdam, a journalist was shot and wounded. Uh, he's in critical condition and still fighting for his life as of the last update I saw, uh, which was about an hour ago for me. Uh, well, just in general, but an hour ago, it was 7 p.m. my time, which would make it 1 a.m. Um, in Europe, in the Netherlands, specifically. Um, and so this morning, King Willem Alexander came out of the hotel that they are staying in with Queen Maxima to make a brief statement to the press that were with them on the trip. Um, just, you know, talking about their shock and dismay at the action, um, the importance of journalistic freedom of the press. Um, and then he expressed uh, sympathy and strength for the family, as well as the journalist. Um, his name, the journalist's name, by the way, is Peter R. Van, Van Dries, or De, De Vries, I'm so sorry. Peter R. DeVries, um, and so they sent him and his family strength during this obviously difficult time, um, as well as to the journalists who were there with them. Um, an attack on one is an attack on all in terms of journalism, like freedom of the press is a real thing, and um, this uh, Peter was doing a lot of crime investigative journalists. So mob activity. Um, he was part of a investigative team for the disappearance of um, a young, I think she was from the States. Um, he was, he was a part of that team, um, like a high profile criminal investigation. Um, and he's just like a renowned criminal investigative journalist. And these people, these journalists that are with the royals, um, can sometimes also have incredibly difficult jobs, but they are still journalists. They are trained journalists who have worked with Peter on projects or know him in a professional and or personal capacity. Um, these are his colleagues, right? And so King William Alexander and Queen Maxima also wanted to share their message to them and express that they acknowledge um, and are aware of the difficulty and just really um, empathize and sympathize with them for what they're experiencing. So a little bit of a rough start um, to the day, but then they continued on with the rest of the scheduled events. Um, so they first visited the Technical University in Berlin, where the focus was on uh, the Dutch-German cooperation in the field of photonics. I'm not even going to try. Science is not my thing. Um, I'm really sorry if science is your thing. It's just not something I'm ever going to be confident in talking about because I'm so clueless. Uh, you want me to talk about history or literature or politics? I am your girl. 
science, not my thing, not my thing. Uh, literally from the time I was like in fifth grade, science has been a thorn in my side. Since I, since I was 11, that is well over 15 years at this point. Um, it has been just not my thing. I've never understood it. This confused me and it gives me anxiety that I don't understand it, which is, you know, lovely. Um, there's a lot of trauma from not understanding science. Um, so that was the first event. Um, next they visited the Herzberg, Herzberg Park, um, in the pouring down rain. It was just pouring rain. It, it seemed very rainy in Berlin the past couple of days. Um, yesterday it looked beautiful weather-wise, but today and the first day were a little rainy. Um, but they, they had their umbrellas, Maxima switched to some flats, it was great. Um, so they focused on the nature and environmental education at the park as well as the history of the park. Um, and they got to meet with some school children who are receiving that like nature education um, and talk to them about that experience and it's just really cool. Um, and then the final event of the day was at the Berlin Berlin Global Exhibition. Um, and then they ended with a private lunch. And that was that. Um, and then they did release a statement. And part of um, the Dutch state visits is there's always a press conference at the end. Um, I was kind of hoping... There is a wonderful journalist. His name is Rick Evers. He is based in the Netherlands and does a lot of royal reporting for them. Um, and he will typically put up a YouTube video that has the press conference, but with English subtitles. Um, and that didn't exist this time around. It still might, but it hasn't existed yet. Um... But I know in it they talked about vaccination. That's really like the main highlight that I got from the, the conversation there. Um, so, you know, they talked about um, that the, their, their daughters uh, also plan to be vaccinated. Um, and they, uh, apparently, you know, they want to get vaccinated because they want the freedom that a vaccination can bring, which accurate. Um, let's see. I am just, that's really what he talked about on his social media. Um, so I follow him on, on Twitter as well and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Um, but it seems like that's what he, they we're really talking about the most. Um, let me just check really quickly. It looks like that's, yeah, that, that's where we're at. Um, so, but that is the end of the state visit to Germany. You guys, this was really fun. I've missed these. Um, I want more, <laughs> please. I realize like there aren't going to be any more for the next month or so two months at this point, but it was just 
really wonderful to like follow this and you know really pay attention to like what's happening every day um I'm still looking at different ways of like making things more interesting in terms of state visits but I'm not there yet um I have a month off coming up of the podcast where a lot of ideas will be born so um that is what is going on in the Netherlands. So now we are going to move over to the Spanish royal family uh, where we're going to end this episode. So let's go to Spain. While it was by far the busiest day of the week for the Spanish royal family, uh, it's the day I'm going to talk not the least, well, yeah, about the least about, um, because today was just not a day where I really wanted to do a ton of research on the events in Spain. Um, Sometimes there is, and like, I love those days, don't get me wrong, but like I felt like focusing on the Euros and focusing on this state visit were more important, and so that's where I collectively put my time. Um, and also because I pay attention so closely to the Spanish royals because I speak the language, um, I will typically kind of just know what's happening. Um, and part of that is they make it the easiest. Like it is so easy to figure out what they're doing when they're doing it. And then they post plenty of photos, they post a video, like I don't have to work very hard to find anything on the Spanish Royals. Like the stuff that I work hard on for the Spanish Royals is like the anecdotes, like the stories outside of the official events. Um, Because I don't have to work hard for the official event anything. Like they give most of the time, there have been times where they don't, but like they give really good descriptions. Their video quality is like really helpful in figuring out what's going on. I speak the language, so that helps too. Um, like I don't have to do a lot of translation work because I, I know. Um, so that, that's part of why it's just so easy. Um, but today we're just like, we'll talk about a couple of the events in some detail, but not really a ton. Um, so like this first one is just, it's not something that I wanted to learn more on and explore more. So I didn't. Um, but today King Felipe delivered the third edition of the Spanish orders history prize, um, at the Royal Monastery of San Lorenzo de El Escorial, which I really just love the monastery of, I love El Escorial, um, El Escorial because it's just this really beautiful, like, church and monastery, and it has so much history, and it's, um, like, it's where all the former kings of Spain are buried. Um, there's just, like, a ton of history there, too. It's where, um, a lot of the Spanish royal family funerals are held and presumably will be held. Um, it's just... There's a lot there that I love. Um, It's also right outside of, like, Madrid City and still in the autonomous community of Madrid. 
but it doesn't feel like it because it's like in the mountains of Madrid. It's just beautiful. Um, so anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about in that event. Um, I have no idea what the Spanish Order's history prize is. Maybe that's something we'll talk about next year during the fourth edition. Um, so that was Felipe's first event. And then next in the afternoon, he held an audience with the president of the Autonomous Community of Madrid after her re-election in May and then her inauguration in June. Um, so there was this political, like uprising throughout a lot of Spain where the center party was uh or like a further right party was no longer really partnering with the center right um due to like a various amount of issues and <laughs> caused a lot of autonomous communities to have re-elections. Madrid was one of them pretty much everything stayed the same. I think the alliance changed within, like, I think, um, the centrist, the center right party is a little more aligned now with the far right party, um, rather than like the right party in between them. I think is how that works out. I'm not entirely sure where Ciudadanos, which is the, what I think is like, the right but not the far right um i think is how that works out but i'm not entirely sure and it doesn't really matter it does to me because i'm a political person who thinks like that um but it doesn't matter in the context of this podcast anyway so they met today this is something that felipe will continue to do with any of those autonomous communities that held these elections um he will always meet and has met with the new incoming presidents, even if they're re-elected, like, uh, the president of Madrid was, she was a re-elected candidate. Like I said, things stayed mostly the same. Um, but it, it's a big deal. Um, and so that was, that was his second event of the day. Um, and then Queen Letizia today sent a pre-recorded video message to the United Nations Forum on the Challenges of People Living with Rare Diseases, um, so this was recorded sometime last week, maybe even the week before, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't remember, but I think it was probably recorded like June, late June. Um, and just based on outfits, you guys just, I know what she wears. Okay. I know what most of them wear within the past month. So I'll know like if anyone else were to do this. I would know, like, oh, this was recorded this day because it's the same outfit. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, so she sent that message. It was in Spanish, but it was basically focused on the importance of um, global ways to accommodate and continually advocate for people who are experiencing rare diseases um, and how we can do that on a global scale, like what Spain and the Federation, uh, the Federation, the Spanish Federation of Rare Diseases is doing, um, in Spain. And so Queen Letizia has a lot of, uh, does a lot of work with the Spanish Federation of Rare Diseases, which is acronymed FEDER. And, um, so that is why she was involved in this today. 
I will say, because I'm, I'm going to go talk for just like a couple more minutes. Um, I was very confused. So Spain puts out their calendar every week and I looked at this and it, because the United Nations is, Nations is in New York, it was saying that she was going to like, it had the location at the UN in New York. And it took me a, a beat to realize that she had an event the day before and the day after in Madrid. And so I was like, oh, wait, this is like a digital thing. But I really thought for a minute that she was coming to New York. And I almost lost my mind. And then I gained it back within like a couple more minutes. Um, but anyway, it was a very sad moment, but also it was fine. Um, so that is what was going on in Spain today. That brings us to the end of the episode. I think I'm going to be really honest, forgot to even check with the Swedish Royals today because I just assume, um, okay. There was nothing. There is something scheduled for tomorrow though. Um, so we'll see what that brings. Nope. That's for Friday. We'll talk about it on Monday. I don't know what day it is. Um, anyway, so I'm going to get ready to update the dailyroyal.com and the Daily Royal on Instagram. So please go check those two platforms out. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. Bye.